Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And uh, our setup looks a little different. Not that you can I'll, see. I, I will try to post no, a video. No, I'm just saying. Like, no, it's but just, it's just no one would have known. Me. They're kind of dragging me. Everyone, if you, you, about not posting the video. No, but, no, it's good. But maybe for sure for this one because our setup looks look is just, like we're in a storage unit. I mean, you can tell we work here because it looks organized. It's another question. It just looks like random crap, just like in the background. You have a desk. I have a. I think in the shot they can slightly see your desk. They see my Probably. new table. Well, maybe not. You're like in front of the table, but I got a new I'm table. I'm bigger today. than the table, so. I can know, you but see it, it now? now my fridge can. The fridge, the highly contested fridge, can be on top of this table. That reminds me, I need some water. Keep talking. I really hate that you. Okay, you did this. All right. No, no, no. It's good. Um, it's but cold. the reason that we are in this chaos is because, like we shared last episode, we're both moving. So actually, as much as Gabby is complaining right now, I'm not the reason we're in this setup is because of the huge no 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 we dragged from Target that is now residing in our office, which our office really can't hold. But here it is, where we usually and record. And whose keyboard? That's besides whose the point. Whose huge That's keyboard is taking point. up the other wall space? It's not like we could shove the futon this way, so then we could have the rest <laughs> of the wall. We can't because your keyboard is in the way. You're massive Nord, so yeah putting that out there too so it's not Fu just the my futon stuff. was first to come though let me add that yeah but you just like brought your keyboard the other day and you were just like oh I'll put this up just had to do something the futon's just sitting here until you move into your apartment which is this saturday by the yeah. way so, so the, the keyboard is going to be here for the next 400 years probably i didn't say that i can wow. put a packet right on up into this box and do and do well with it i don't know exactly cool. so it's going to be in here which i don't care i don't mind but you seem to be you really say bothered that about way. this you don't care you don't i mind. really don't are you kidding me because our office upstairs I mean, you're right. It was like a crap hole for like the last few Don't months. Don't drag her like that. It was like it was like a storage. Anymore. It was a storage unit. We just happen to have desks in there. You're right. This yep. looks a little bit. Again, I think it's looks like a mess from the camera, but to us, like you can tell someone works here. K kinda. <laughs> you can. We have um, office things. Yeah. Well, like the desk. Like a desk. We had that upstairs too ready so really we're futon in here we and she's gonna well we're gonna attempt again prayers for a smooth move-in because she thinks there's gonna be chaos well there always is when hopes. you're moving in like i have to go talk to the lady and be like give me my key and then she has to walk through the apartment with me and be like here you go here's where you're living hope it's fine because you already signed the lease you know really though, so there's no backing out no there's but it's not the futon and then the mattress thing that i have to help her with it's or something bed. like that so it's the bed my little suv is gonna like make it work for everyone go i i love my little i one. like how she you yes you're saving the day i am i yes. am imagine you she wanted to get the futon with her what are those cars called sedans that's not a sedan what is it my car well the one you're driving right yeah, now but they're both like it's similar. like a car it's a, a car okay like a regular car it's a regular futon car fit it's in an altima an altima yeah and I have a Tucson that can fit things like futons. <laughs> so thank God for my non-car or whatever sedan. I'm pretty sure it's a it's sedan. Not a you sedan. just don't know. What yeah. do you mean sedan? It's like my just a regular SUV. car. Yeah, oh. and so is my SUV. It's oh, a car, but it's snap. an SUV. It's not a pickup truck. It's not a minivan. It's a sedan. Watch me be wrong, but no, I'm like okay. You just said yours is a sedan. No, I, I mean, said mine's an SUV. No, no, but you just said sedan. That yours is a sedan. Yes. <laughs> it is. It uh, is. It is. Okay, I believe you. 
I don't know. You're, how. You're, you're dragging me. I know no, my, I'm not like, dragging the, you. The, what do you call them? The types of car. I'm sure you do. You anyway. definitely seem to think you do. So. <laughs> oh, the light already. I like it like th- this. I mean, it's nice. It'll just look like. Looks like we're in, we got worse. You know what it looks like? It looks like we got kidnapped and we're right, sitting because now. Then all you do is you see our back center light. And we may not be able to get the motion sensor from here. So Gabby's efforts I to can't turn the stand light up or I'll ruin up, ruin the whole, up, ruin the whole our setup. setup. Mm. You know what? It's, okay, it's fine. I, 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 it's I'll get it at some point. I don't want to right now, though. <sighs> my arm's tired. Oh, oh, do dude, I heard that. Pop. That was my collarbone. Oh, my collarbone. Ooh, ew, ew. Yeah, sorry. But it's okay. Um, so in the midst of this chaos and this new setup, we have this really fun episode planned out, which is also a new one we've never done before. No, but I already know it's going to be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. And um this one I we both had to do some pre work, which is atypical for us. So like for us it doesn't like usually doesn't go well. But we both took the last five minutes to <laughs> We did this right now. Well Millie Google. was like writing notes and I was like, Oh, I'm preparing I for the episode do. and then I tell Gabby like, I felt like I needed the, to write notes. You did, but usually like I said, she just Googles reads off her phone. No, and no, it's all no, no, and no, no. If it were up to me, my internet would go out, I wouldn't be able to pull up I anything. Have, I usually have like a note for like oh in your thing okay. yeah but sometimes if i like think about something i'll google it really fast but i have i don't know for me it's just easier to write whatever down because the times i haven't like in the conspiracy theory episode i always forget things if i don't write them down so well I yeah stuff like that down. yeah but if i'm just like talking about a person whatever that then... you don't know that you no, i google know everything. these people though that's why i chose them you know them personally no okay <laughs> they're all dead disclaimer yes so, this is a historical figures episode oh yeah, we never said what this was well i am now like our um, fave our fave well there's a lot but we, we each picked three and we'll see how far we can get through each one yeah and uh, well gabby already knows two of mine because she's annoying no you told me them i asked and you told and then me. i asked her what hers was and uh, she didn't want to tell me no well that's not my choice i didn't tell you you didn't have to tell me but you stupid. did so stupid well but you don't uh, know the rules of the game learn the rules before you start I didn't know. giving away you tricked me you know i didn't trick you in nothing i asked who are your people and you told me and you said who are your people and i said i don't want to tell you that's how that works so we're, we're both gonna discover who gabby's people are oh you'll discover one of mine oh you yeah you out. didn't tell me the last one the, but i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna open with one that is just great okay because i think i did a paper on her I want to say my junior year. It could have been. My, I think it was my senior year. It was my first semester of my senior year because Gabby edited this paper, and I was confused yeah. the whole time about <laughs> what this lady. I mean, oh, here's the thing. It was a music paper. Uh huh. This was a musician composer uh-huh. mm-hmm. named Barbara Strozzi. Yeah. Now, when I was writing this paper, it was very um, oriented towards the music and like analyzing her pieces. But this will be a more like general fact okay thing about her life yeah because i don't really know nothing about tons about her life what, what do you call her gabby because while she was barb. editing this bar well because i can never remember her last name but i know her name is barb or barbara it should be like barb are you talking barb. about barb? It's barb and one of the controversial i'll open up with the controversy and then i'll put some respect on her name okay the controversy is that this lady possibly no she was no dude here oh. we go already so aggressive <laughs> this is a controversy okay it's not proven it's actually very unlikely she was but the controversy is that she was a courtesan that means a hoe okay once again <laughs> once again dude um no courtesans were employed to do work so she's a prostitute that. yeah but okay. it was like a fancier prostitute a fancy bad but like she's I said, a fancy prostitute <laughs> okay but an once, escort 
yes but once again she probably wasn't she 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 likely wasn't this was lies spewed from other men and if she was so be it but it's unlikely so all that gabby knows from barb is that she's a hoe <laughs> so i'm gonna put some more respect on her name than those two things well that's all you told me about it when you were doing the paper that's literally all you said well because when i wrote the paper most of the sources i checked were like oh yeah she probably was a courtesan but then the sources i checked today which may or may not be better said it's probably unlikely and it was like just a lie because she was a woman who wasn't married and did her own thing so they're like oh she must be a hoe has to you know but it's probably not that it's probably not that okay let's, let's let's learn a little bit more than just I those was, two things i'm waiting name. to learn about barb and, and the so courtesan she was, she was, okay no once again dude or she probably supposed was it. Su- <laughs> alleged um court, uh, maybe Those, maybe that's a, little, that's a fun unlikely though it's unlikely a stretch we'll call it a stretch uh, i would call it unlikely i wouldn't call it a stretch <laughs> well this composer right was born uh on sixteen nineteen. And she lived until i can't even read my own handwriting dude i can't help you with that i'm gonna say it's 1672 i'm pretty sure dude my sevens and twos look similar so um um to 1672 i'm pretty sure oh. and she was born in venice so she was an oh italian dang she's italian she was, she was italian she, but that. she was an illegitimate child mm-hmm. um and i thought you would get a kick out of this because her father was giulio strozzi i don't know if you know this name but he was a famous poet he wasn't that famous because i don't know i'm just uh, kidding <laughs> oh, wow. uh, no i know wow. who that i don't know who that is okay you don't know who that is but he was a is. very famous poet okay fantastic <clears throat> and uh, a lot of her work was influenced rather than just being a musician and focusing on you know the music side melody rhythm whatever she actually started a lot of her pieces with the lyrics and they were actually super compelling because she grew up with a poet as a father mm-hmm. and um because of that, she was afforded a lot of opportunities that other women in her time weren't. So the big thing about her, that the reason we studied her as music students, was that she was one of the few um, published female composers and had the most published work um, of her time, even in comparison to her male peers. Now, mind you, there was no female composers at the time. They actually used to have male pen names, similar to literature, mm-hmm. because you wouldn't be legitimate. Um, and... There's a few quotes I wanted to share from her that I really, really liked. But before I share them, again, with those opportunities she got from her father, she worked, she was the hostess of this academic school called USONI. Um, And this is where the whole story comes from because (laughs) one of the people, one of the male peers who worked with her published this manuscript of how she was like this sexy musician whose shows were like a little bit, on the edgy side i'm going to use the word edgy um and then alongside risque. that risque that's also a good word once again doesn't mean that after the show she did nothing but that's what this person wrote a manuscript that was published and was like super propaganda about her and then gabby also saw the infamous portrait do you remember of barb um, where, wait is this yeah. the same lady that oh oh yes yes now I where, remember. like her shirt's kind of yes. falling off her shoulder oh, like she, one she of her, did it that on one purpose of her, well dude one of the people i read were like she was just a mom who was having a wardrobe malfunction and i was like but it's a painting yeah dude that's what i was like (laughs) Like, whatever but because of the manuscript and that portrait that was taken of her people thought like she was a courtesan but like i said it was just that she was a woman who never really got married so they're like oh she ain't get married she does her own things she don't got no husband she must be a hoe well but no i don't think that's 
that's even the with case. all that dude you're still no not no convinced. no i don't no no i'm convinced i don't think that's the reason that someone should think that because there's a lot of people who are like unmarried or do their own thing mm. and they ain't no hoe but like you know it's um, there gotta be something in there that other people Again, that's why convinced them that she was either or did she have so her lyrics was she like her lyrics was um where they were scared they were no they were oh. mo- mo- well they were mostly secular about love and mm. romance and that's why i usually her shows which were very private showings like <clears throat> i bet they were she struggled <laughs> struggled to get um usually male composers would get like sponsored by a noble person and mm-hmm. so they were hired by nobility to do these private shows in their house and so she would do the same thing mm-hmm. with her very private shows mm-hmm. um what you see her perform with her little lyre her little uh stringed instrument oh, and, that what very she vocal, played? Mm-hmm, oh. and very vocal forward lyric forward pieces so she published so much work in comparison to anyone else of that time her repertoire actually was started in the Baroque period, but actually pushed music forward in a lot of ways. And uh, she was just uh, amazing, even if she did some stuff on the side. But Hey, but that's the thing. The thing about it, though, even if she did all that stuff on the side, it obviously didn't destroy your reputation because we used to talk I mean, about her did. today. Well, but not post, <laughs> not like post-death. Well, yeah. Like, because, you know, you obviously studied her in music mm-hmm. and stuff like that so like she's still relevant it's not like oh she's a hoe so like we're not gonna study her it's like no, she's still relevant she did and she put and... herself out there which uh, again i i respect and the two well one's a more music quote that i really like but it's okay so the music quote was these harmonic notes are the language of the soul and the instruments of the heart and i was like oh, oh that's just nice good. you can tell and then the second one was in response to the first work she published she was telling this dude and it's kind of like well, it's still also a quote, but she says, I most reverently consecrate this first work, which as a woman, I publish all too boldly so that under an oak of gold, it may rest secure against the lightning bolts of slander prepared for it. Dude. So she was like, she knew that as a woman, she may not be credited, yeah. but she put herself out there. Like I said, I think she had eight volumes of published work. Wow. All of them were secular except one, which was religious, um, which was really interesting too. So so she was really like listen i think i'm gonna do this anyway even though y'all be trifling exactly that's okay you should uh i mean again i had to listen to music because i went to school but if you want to listen it's not necessarily like classical so it might be i don't know if you want to not listen to pop music (laughs) i'm hollering look up barb gabby found it very uh I, I don't remember i don't it. remember like what it sounded I mean, like at all there are arias and like yeah. very opera influenced mm-hmm. vocals so if you like theater and again they're mostly not in english or in italian um but if you're if that's your thing dude definitely look up barbara strazzi barb barb straws the composer and maybe courtesan not maybe though. probably not unlikely though. unlikely unlikely courtesan the unlike that sounds like you're saying like oh the unlikely courtesan like wow didn't expect her to do it it doesn't sound like you're saying she definitely wasn't like well like i said it's very likely that all her male peers were like oh they just got jealous they yeah. got jealous that's what it was they got jealous of her success and that she was doing it by herself that's mm-hmm. that's all that was and if she was you know what barb go ahead with your bad self but uh, if she wasn't I- then i'm so sorry <laughs> 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 that your reputation now is the way it is but it's okay um well dude i'm glad i learned more about barb i'll have to look up her again arias the the the, i'm screaming you will not but no actually i will because i like i mean i'm not super into opera yeah but it's not exactly opera but it's probably the thing that's closest to it yeah um but yeah because gabby just read my paper which is very like technical it Mm -hmm. wasn't into her life so uh, i enjoyed looking a little bit more to barb this is really hilarious to me that's all (laughs) that my first 
I think the first, like, not, I almost said interaction. She's dead. The first, like, um, time I was like, who's this lady was her portrait. So that's really hilarious to me. Because they were like, it's you remember her portrait? Infamous. And I was like, no, but I do. I do remember. If you look up Barbara Streisand, literally the first portrait you'll see is this one where, like, again, her shirt's kind of falling off her shoulder and it's revealing a little bit too much. And For the uh, old-timey times. For the old-timey yeah. times. Um, and people were like, that is licentious behavior. And I quote, oh snap. yes someone just, said that oh well i'm yes i'm sure they said more than that but <laughs> probably but ah, licentiousness well yes there you go barb barb i'm so curious to see what I, uh, gabby's first yeah, pick is I, um, since i know nothing yeah because you i didn't tell you you didn't well my first one okay he's an author which obviously oh. no one's surprised at this i like how you start with a musician and i start with an author yep, but totally. um we're pretty predictable okay so this is one of my favorite authors in like all of humanity not my favorite favorite but one like of my favorites this. it's victor hugo oh yes i do yes wrote, i do oh my gosh, yes, I do. and yes hunchback of notre dame fun fact a lot of people don't know he wrote hunchback of notre dame you know the disney film you really like it was written by victor hugo the same guy who wrote les miserables but um anyway that book was not super great les miserables was great but hunchback was eh, it was okay <laughs> um but anyway he was a french writer poet he also wrote plays they kind of sucked, but he did it anyway. Damn, so good for him. him. Well, they weren't they weren't very. It's not his forte. It was not his forte. He was also a painter. He painted a lot. He was actually quite good at uh, drawing and painting. Mm. Um, but he's most known for being like uh, one of the romantic minds of French romanticism mm. in the 19th century. And um, he also got involved in some politics, but that was probably a mistake for him because he ended up getting <laughs> exiled. But it's okay um but yeah so um victor hugo is one of like my favorite writers because to me his mind is like how you fit that much like knowledge mm. inside somebody is like i don't really understand but um but yeah he was born in france in like 1802 i think and he died in the 1870s 1885 maybe 1880s um in paris and he made a really big impact so kind of like barb you said pushed music out of like the baroque period and mm -hmm. kind of advanced it victor hugo did the same thing with writing so like he was a french romanticist right um but he, i love that music from that period by yeah, the way yeah, but dude. so he pushed it to the he next he pushed it kind of through french romanticism mm -hmm. and like he's regarded as one of like the best french romantic writers and like french minds because like the whole thing with romanticism is that usually you do more than one thing so like he was a writer like i said he was a playwright he was a poet he was a painter he got involved in politics mm -hmm. he was super outspoken about that um he also had an affair which of was he did. They completely all do. Con they all do yeah but that was like completely confirmed it was with the same lady for like 30 years i mean how's that an affair he just had a relationship right well he was oh, still was married, married? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah he was oh, married okay, okay 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 we went down the hole yeah fast. he was <laughs> married to his wife whose name was adele and mm -hmm. he had a lot of kids with her a lot of his kids died like they do in the old timey yes. times but um but yeah his i think his i think his uh mistress's name and she was like a she was a um actress on stage Ooh, in paris spicy. yeah a little spicy her name was juliet i think but um and they never divorced the wife was just like this no. is what's gonna happen yeah they never they never well i don't to our knowledge i don't think that she i don't know about i don't know about french divorce laws but i don't know if she if adele could have tr tried to oh, adore, right, yeah. divorce him and he still loved her so he didn't he didn't want to divorce her but she never left him or whatever but um but yeah so he started as like he always i think well he was one of those people who wasn't like in his 30s was like i'm gonna discover poetry like i think he was mm -hmm. like always writing poetry and that graduated to be him being a playwright and when he was in his like 20s after college but like he kind of sucked at it and then he started writing like actual like full-length volumes and so that's when he his first not his first novel but he wrote 
Hunchback of Notre Dame first mm-hmm. before he wrote Les Miserables. And he wrote Les Miserables over the course of 20 years wow, when he was in exile. Um, which, the patience, because I couldn't, I would start it and just be like, <laughs> you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. But, um, but yeah, so he had an affair. His daughter, he had a lot of personal tragedies which are, which are seen mm. in Les Miserables. So like, besides having an affair. I don't know if that's personal tragedy for him, but um, he also had his daughter and her husband drowned in like a freak accident. Um, Two of his other children died. His wife died um, and he was kind of like left alone. He was exiled. Well, he kind of exiled himself because he got involved in French politics and like France in the 19th century was like pretty tumultuous Mm -hmm. because they had just come out of the French Revolution in the 1790s. And then they had a revolution in the 1830s, which is seen in Les Miserables mm. um briefly but they all die but um and so it, it, they're kind of transitioning from like king and like monarchy to try to having a president and so he gets mm. involved in that and all this stuff but um so he kind of exiled himself he went to Brussels because he mm. was involved in politics and the party he was involved in was super anti-royalist so like once the royalists came back into power he was like I should probably get yeah. out of Dodge so he left he went to Brussels for a few years and then he went to uh the english channel uh, this small island off the english coast called jersey so he went there and he stayed there and that's where he wrote les miserables for like 20 years and so he stayed there and so kind of even though he kind of like self-exiled himself Mm -hmm. the french government when they located him was like yeah you should probably stay in jersey so he stayed there (laughs) and wrote les miserables um he was not really regarded as somebody who was um super important during like the really big time of his like the his like midlife like mm-hmm. 40s and 50s 60s he wasn't super like oh wow this french right. you know but later in his life like when he was after he, he went he went back to paris after being exiled like he went when the royalists were overthrown and they ended up getting a president um briefly he went back to paris in the 1870s pretty much all his family was dead by then he had finished les miserables that was published um And so then that's when he started to be like recognized as somebody who was like Mm. a French romanticist and like had done a lot for France without even because it's kind of hard to like look at somebody and be like, wow, you're doing a lot for us right now. It's kind of almost like once it's already done hindsight, you're like, wow, they were a French romanticist. So so then after that, he was regarded as like this amazing French writer, Mm. um, French policymaker, politician, all this stuff. And um, when he died in, I think he died of like pneumonia or something in like the mm. 1880s and he would died in Paris. And of course he got all these like awards afterwards and there was over like 2 million people at his funeral. Oh my gosh. They did a national funeral in Paris, France. And there was over like 2 million, some people. And now he's, he's still, his tomb is in Paris mm. and you can go see it, I think. But, um, but yeah, he was a pretty cool guy. He, it's really funny. Cause I think a lot of people think that, um, like old timey time authors are like super stoic and like kind of and his book. I mean, obviously if you know anything about Les Miserables, yeah. whether you know the play, the movie, the <laughs> musical, whatever, um, obviously super like sad, not super yeah. fun to read, but it's one of my favorite books, super long kind of blah, but like it, once you get to like know his writing style, even though it's translated from, from French, obviously mm-hmm. it's really funny. Cause like he's super witty and like there are, there were parts when I was reading Les Miserables that I was like, not cracking up but i laughed out loud and i was like that's really funny like he wrote it like when he was alone and yeah dude like he had nothing else to do so he's probably just making himself laugh but um but yes there are parts in it that you're like dude that's the author that's not this character saying that because this character would never (laughs) say that like that's so there are parts that are like really really funny but you don't know he's a pretty cool guy he had a lot of cool like just like weird stuff happened in his life the only reason why he put um well in les miserables anyway there's a scene where 
or this part of the book where like the June rebellion happens in France and blah, blah, blah. And so the only reason why he put that in Les Miserables is because he was actually caught in the crossfire at one mm. point in his life between like two barricades. And so as he's sitting there, like between two barricades, as they're like firing toward each other and he's like caught in the crosshairs, he like takes out his notebook and is like writing everything down. He's like, I'm going to put this in my book. Like mm. just like everything, every instance he was in. And that's why he always, he always said, um, people would ask like what makes a great writer and he's like carry a notebook with you wherever you go you never know when you're gonna have to like write something down mm. or like and a thought is gonna come to you an idea whatever so i really like that of course he couldn't foresee us having phones so maybe yeah. that's not as like applicable but um because you can put anything on your phone anytime but um but i think I, I don't know i always like that like practical advice of like you never know when you're gonna have to write something down or record something or like be caught in something and you just sit there and you just have a notebook and you just there and you just you know put it down because it could become part of the story one day and you're like yep so that's and that's what he did so i thought that was really cool pretty cool guy like him a lot we have the same we have the same middle name which is marie Oh, so i think that's connection you know that we have (laughs) my favorite author yeah so anyway that's really good i'd never heard that backstory and i actually have i want to i think i started reading I mean, Rob for a class, mm-hmm. but we didn't read the whole thing. Oh, yeah, dude, but it's I really like 700 it. pages. I know, it's really, really long. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine, dude, 20 years with one piece of work like did he write anything else or was it strictly this book i think it was stri- at the, when That's... he was writing les miserables i think it was strictly that he might have written like other poems and stuff like little short like... things but not like a published work like that's all he was doing and that's... he had nothing else to do i mean i mean yeah but wow and he had no surviving children like i think he had a few surviving children but a lot of them did die he ended mm-hmm. up having like i don't know like six or seven kids and half of them were like dead mm-hmm. because of freak accidents Darn. or sickness but that's wild yeah but no, that makes sense. I should have, if if I had a little bit longer to think about it, I would be like, oh yeah, it's it's the author of The Miserable. So Love like, it. I know, I know, Gabby loves that one. Um, my second choice, mm-hmm. this is more, I mean, I did minor in computer science. So this is also someone I found out uh, in college during one of my classes. She was like only like one, the only woman listed in the <laughs> whole list of men that we could have done a research paper on. So I was like, let me pick her. Screaming. Um, and I think you should know her father. If you don't, I will. Wait, me or everybody? Not you. Oh. Because her name's Ada Lovelace or okay. Ada. I don't know. Ada Lovelace. Lovelace. Uh, sure. Um, and her father, she's the daughter of the poet lord byron oh yes of course okay lord byron. there yeah. you go i'm so glad dude if you had not known her i'm like okay well if i didn't know who lord is, byron we're is we're gonna go to gabby's next choice be because... like here's my english degree you can have that back <laughs> <laughs> um but which and uh, a really sad also fact about this is that she actually never met him oh she never met her father yeah she left shortly after she was born oh. and never saw her for the rest of her life which is uh astounding to me she was raised by her mother so go girl power um (laughs) and actually it's so funny because her mother was so like upset with byron Mm. that she raised um ada to do everything except like anything literature so she thought like music and mathematics and science Mm -hmm. would be anything like anti- writing and, and poetry and all that stuff and she's like you will do this and that's she was some really deep for resentment it. that's there. very deep resentment <laughs> i was like okay and um but the reason that we learned about her this was a computer science class and she's actually the world's first computer programmer oh she is in the old timey times in the old timey times and actually it's really funny because her contributions she was born in 1815 died in 1852 um but 
she was her mentor was charles babbage which who cares whatever i just think it's cabbage Holland. when i hear that name i definitely thought you just said cabbage, cabbage okay charles babbage. babbage and he was kind of like her her mentor she he was very much her senior um but he taught her all the things she knew about again the computer science development and he was working on what is known as the first computer but it was actually um ada who took the manuscript for kind of the plans for this first computer she translated it from french to english number one took quite a while and then she added her own notes to this manuscript that he wrote and it was from these notes that again in the 1950s was like discovered and been like oh yeah she really came up with this was like the first algorithm Mm. that was able to make computers work so it wasn't um mr cabbage literally i I could never get that out of my head when i learned about it cabbage babbage Um, but yeah for like a science woman i was like go off sis and um for her personal life she married william king but who was 10 years older than her so mm. when i read that i'm like you know what gabby can make it work with henry cavill mm-hmm. because exactly <laughs> it's these totally people workable. be marrying people like Much 400 older years than older than them. um and she had quite a few kids and it was really funny because in their marriage she was kind of in control of all their final finances and what they mm-hmm. did so she was like oh we're gonna spend money here we're gonna go here we're gonna do this and once again it was still during that time where women weren't really respected for being in these circles Mm -hmm. like social circles but her mom very much pushed for her education having the right mentors and just putting her out there so she was used to all her life kind of being the only woman in the room doing the thing and doing the thing and it was because of her notes that again we have computers now so i'm like thank you ada thank you for for doing for for doing what you did and she was um eventually buried by her father which she never knew oh she weird. Never did anything literature weird i don't know how that ended up i don't know the backstory <laughs> so she died that. before he did no no after he did but she was buried like her oh, was buried by, by. oh i thought you meant buried by her like her father buried her no, and i was no, like no, so no, he just no, came no. back for her funeral that's no, 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 weird no 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 no, no, no. That oh he was next buried, to like, next to, got you next okay. to her father um lord byron who who, who knew dude you, you're the one who made I, <laughs> I made the first computer possible and uh you were just writing poems which go off there you go but i'm just like he's yes. like i don't really know who this is and it's so funny because again it's even contested to this day if mr cabbage like came up with the computer okay you're just calling him cabbage now, i just uh, it's so hard to say did you think charles babbage i don't even what know how do you name? spell that b-a-b-b-a-g so it's literally cabbage except with a b yes that's hilarious i thought maybe it was like no, no, there's no, no, an no. accent somewhere mm-hmm. and it's actually babbage i'm screaming no it's babbage babbage that's the most so Mr. horrific cabbage, um is credited name. to like having this computer bill but um oh and i almost forgot she also i mean again she works so much with the notes and science and, and computers and she also hinted to future developments which eventually came true like the internet like she was thinking about all these things and then something that i ended up studying on uh, next semester was like computer generated music mm. so which sounds go. like crap but you know what it's something that can happen i'm so, hollering <laughs> um ada lovelace ada lovelace I, I didn't because i don't that was the one gabby didn't know yeah that was one i don't know what i was like, i wanted a variety the other one i know so I, you do and know it's like and I, it's very me yeah like, yeah, it's yeah. Going, we're going towards very me but so I was wanted... barb but this one was out of the blue i mean it's still like you but well i'm just trying to put a little like respect on a woman scientist which i think again people usually don't associate mathematics mm-hmm. or sciences with women and i'm like no i studied her and i'm like yes she was the reason we have computers now not mr cabbage so well, I especially to in the 1700s people don't ex- or no 1800s, it was 1800s. You, say? you don't expect people to women to be like ah, all up in the computers mm-hmm. 
she didn't she even did. know what she was doing she was no, like she was super smart dude yeah super smart like beyond smart like if she could see the stuff we have now she'd, she'd be, be like, like you're oh, welcome I knew about that I knew that was coming i knew yeah. that was coming with my little notes well, there you go notes. so uh, now you know you can thank miss lovelace for well mrs uh, king but lovelace. yeah i guess her well yeah with that marriage that worked out real great for her yeah right <laughs> i didn't care well um i also have a woman next so mm. and she's kind of old-timey time i love it um mary wollstonecraft who i've never heard about well sis let me her. school you a little bit please please do i had to read a lot of her stuff in um literature classes but the thing that she's most famous for is a vindication of the rights of women which is regarded as like one of the first well she's regarded as one of- let me just read because i w- wrote these notes so Did why you don't i just Google, oh it's your notes yeah so she was an english writer philosopher advocate of women's rights in the 18th century so that's, I love it. That's, I probably have. You've you've probably like. Yeah, I just yeah. don't remember. Um, she's one of the founding feminist philosophers, and like I said, in 1792, she wrote a vindication of the rights of women. Oh, yes, yes, she yes. argues that women are not naturally inferior to men, um, but appear to be inferior to men only because they lack education. And then she goes on to suggest that like both men and women should be obviously educated equally, mm-hmm. um, and that um, they should be treated as like rational beings which like who would have thought think that's not like groundbreaking <laughs> yeah back then yes it was um and then she also imagined a social order which is founded on reason instead mm-hmm. of just being like women you go here men you go here but like why can't we all together right. like you know um so that was already super controversial to have I a imagine. woman in in the 1700s kind of like um this lady in the 1800s but being like I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna write this. I, you know, and so she actually, she wasn't an author. She, she did a lot of different odd, well, almost said odd jobs, but you only has a woman in the 1700s only. There's only three jobs you can do. You can be a wife, Mm -hmm. you can be a governess, you can be a teacher, or you can be a hoe. So (laughs) she, no Barb, Barb, (laughs) but, um, those are kind of like the jobs you have as a woman. Mm -hmm. So she was a, at first a, um, a governess for a few years she was not married at this time that she was being a governess it was like a family friend or somebody that was like you can come teach my kids and she was like okay and so she did and she kind of hated that so then she wrote to her sister like yeah i quit and i'm gonna be <laughs> yes she, she's like i'm gonna be a uh, i'm gonna be an author hmm. for which like even men in this time didn't really make a living off being off an writing. author mm-hmm. off off writing like you didn't really have like professional authors like the first i mean at least in the English canon, like technically the first like quote unquote book that we actually regard in the English canon as like a book was written in like, I don't know, early 1700s. Oh, and this wow. is only like yeah. 1780s, 1790s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's really early to be like, I'm going to be an author. Like oh, you didn't have, this. yeah, you didn't have Jane Austen yet. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Charlotte Bronte or any of the other Bronte sisters. You didn't have any women that you could like, look to and be like well they did it like she was just kind of like i'm gonna do this and so she said that she kind of named herself she's like i'm going to be the first quote unquote of a new genus so mm. she was gonna be like she's like i know this is new but i'm gonna do it anyway um she also had two affairs which i thought was very Dude, interesting all these people have <laughs> i know all these I people bet you ate into two. i just didn't know but... she probably did <laughs> especially if her husband was ugh. William King. William King. Yeah, dude, I would have an affair too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she had two affairs. She died at the age of 38, Aww. which was really early. But um, another cool thing that I, I 
always thought this was really cool but a lot of people are like oh that's who that is i'm like yeah dude it's mary wollstonecraft but she was the mom to mary shelley who wrote frankenstein oh. who we now regard as like the matriarch of what we now regard as modern day science fiction yeah like she like mary shelley is the mother of like all science fiction because she wrote frankenstein and was like discovering this, this gothic stuff yeah. so her mom was mary wollstonecraft who wrote a vindication of the rights of women like you just have like this lineage of like marys that are like so mm -hmm. cool so anyway yeah um i just we had to read a vindication of the rights of women in i don't know i read that thing like three or four times through my college career because it was in like whatever class we had to read it in right. or whatever and it was just so smart and like a lot of it today to us you're reading it and you're like oh well duh of course but back but then, back it, was then like... it was like a whole thing that right. she was like well, you only think women are inferior because you don't educate them. Mm. So of course they don't know because you didn't tell them. Like, it's just stuff that you're like, well, yeah, duh, they have to go yeah. to school. But that was like such a huge thing. And of course, for a woman like that in, in the 1700s, she was looked at as like, I don't know, not not her reputation being destroyed, but they were just kind of like, oh yeah, just Mary. Like extremist. Yeah, like, oh God, kind of thing. So, but she was pretty cool, uh, Mary Wollstonecraft. She, uh, she also wrote... Um, I believe she wrote a vindication of the rights of men as well later in life. And she actually began to be um, in a lot of social circles that she wouldn't not like, like um, Ada or whatever that she wouldn't normally find herself in, but men were willing to have her there because of her stature, because of right. her success, because they were kind of like, curious whether the curiosity was, patronizing or not likely but likely but curious to see what she had to say to um so and she, and she lived off that yeah and she she did her thing and she wrote different poems and other books and stuff that all have to do with most mostly feminism yeah. but she's regarded as like the mother of of feminism today as well so yeah if you haven't read a vindication of the rights of women it's not like a long novel it's like a short essay mm -hmm. pretty much super interesting super cool cool lady I love it. And all her children were for from affairs. That really says me. Well, she's I never married. Mary Shelley's father was Percy Shelley, who was also a poet. So um, if you know Percy Shelley, but that's where Mary Shelley gets her last mm -hmm. name. Um, but yeah, Percy Shelley was a romanticist. She also had an affair with William Godwin, who was a poet. Um, but I don't think, I don't know if she had any kids by him or not, but um, I don't think she was ever, I guess... I don't think she was married. So I guess you can't really say affair, but these other men were married. So right. I guess on their oh, end. Oh, and on then, that end. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, you leave out all the spicy I'm bits. I'm sorry, dude. Dude, she'd be stealing all I these. Know. So she had, isn't that funny? <laughs> she had a, she had a lot of, a lot of poets that she had, but yes, Percy I Shelley. Mean, makes sense, but. It was Mary Shelley's father. So you get a lot of poets in that, in that uh, vein of. Well, even, here's the thing. I don't think we, well, you have mentioned literature, but even people from my group aren't any, were like related to literature but they're either related via parents yeah. or siblings or how some some way yeah it always creeps up on you mm. it does the tea the tea okay 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 for my last one all right here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> Disclaimer. I, I fought so hard to not have like all three people be like monarchs which sounds stupid but gabby knows like i am obsessed with like everything so i had to pick one I limited myself to one and it was the hardest thing ever. I ended up, well, I'll tell you what I ended up with, but I considered, I mean, Queen Elizabeth, everyone knows her, but like, do you really know her? Or Queen Isabel Drag of Castile. Drag everybody. Yes, okay. It's just, it's just these women who like, again, in that time, like you, even if you were a queen, you got married, all your power went to your husband. Mm -hmm. And all these like queens were like, no, thank you. I will rule in my own right. Um, but I decided to go with one that I think not a lot of people know. Hmm which is Catherine the Great. Mm. Now, mind you, 
I'm going to give Hulu some credit to bring, like, bringing this to my attention because I didn't know she existed before I watched the show. And actually, I think... <laughs> You're like, so really, Hulu taught me everything <laughs> I know. Hulu taught me everything I know. And I think, actually, you would really like the show. I think I've mentioned it. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. It's called The Great. Your show suggestions are sometimes... You only said it because of the tutors. And like I said, I did not do Queen Elizabeth, which isn't related to King Henry, but... English mm-hmm. monarch. I didn't mm. do that. Um, I, I, but, I did want to watch the show, though. I never got around to it, though. With the great? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's still on Hulu. I hope sure they come up with a second season. And it's very along the vein, like, it's not a serious piece at all. It's kind of like that Viking show that you tell me where everything, yeah. like, literally they're, like, cussing out every two seconds. Yeah. And, like, having affairs and, like, you never know when the next scene is going to jump to. Like, it's a mess. It's <laughs> hilarious. But... <laughs> it's messy um but when i did my research because i was like there's no way this chick actually existed and little would you know she did so her name is Catherine the great but what's so funny is that she's a russian empress Mm -hmm. but she wasn't russian and her name wasn't even Catherine. um so right off the bat we got it's a lie right off the bat (laughs) it's uh, not true and her original name was sophie let's see if i butcher this last name von onhalt zerbst I'm sure you Sounds can see how correct <laughs> Sophie, not Catherine. Okay. It was when she um, married Peter the Great that she converted to Orthodox Christianity, and that gotcha. was her Christian name. Gotcha. Um, I love that I wrote what year she was born, 1729, but I forgot to put in what year she died. So she lives on forever in her mind. She's eyes. still alive. <laughs> She's still alive. <laughs> and here's like now I can finally chip in with the relationship spiciness because this chick married peter the great for six months mind you it was a very loveless marriage it was actually um she impressed um peter the greats i think it was his aunt and that's how they got married she was like oh this is okay because peter had you know needed to have heirs they never had any children Mm -hmm. and what's so funny is that he again no children so this chick (laughs) i wrote in my note here that uh sis was not loyal because she had every affair under the planet Um, one of her first was with a name that i'm like could you think of any like more generic russian name which was (laughs) sergey his name was sergey sergey you know typical russian yeah so that cracked me up but she had so many and she was loyal to them though like everyone wanted to be like this chick's boyfriend because she would give you anything you wanted money title places i was gonna say she got the power you got the power. Yeah. And so what happened, what's so funny about this, again, I thought this show was joking, but six months, she was married to this guy. And she was like, yeah, this ain't going to work out because he was making very unpopular um, decisions mm. with the Russian council. Mm. He stopped, he ended the war with Prussia mm. and wanted to do other things alongside that. And so Catherine was like, oh, it's okay. I'll help you uh, throw him over. And so she threw with her current lover, planned with her current lover, which was not Peter. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> a coup d'etat and so she it was a bloodless coup dude love that he, she got him to like sign what do you say like give up your mm-hmm. throne um and he ended up getting murdered shortly oh, thereafter by one of her lover's brothers not peter dude Pe- oh dang <laughs> dude, no one like peter <laughs> everyone's like ah, this guy sucks. This dude. <laughs> they really they did hate him and so she took over and she was concert and here's the thing she never married because she knew she would have to give all her power to her husband mm. but these men were like oh no it's okay i'll be your boyfriend i'll be a little booth thing hang around care. the castle yeah. they don't care they got all the money the people everything yeah. so it's just like blows my mind dude, and she's the coup. longest the coup i'm all for coup. a coup dude and then Peter got murdered a few days oh, after or whatever. Well, that's and not that was, her fault, though. 
Nah, dude, she she didn't she didn't admit to that. It was a bloodless bit, coup, dude, except for her husband dying shortly thereafter. Um, that's just how Russia does things. That's all. It 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 is it is it is. And uh, she's uh, goes down in history as the longest serving female leader. Hmm. And she was actually super progressive. Again, there's just some things in the show that I'm like, oh, it must be stretching it to fit today's you know norms, but. She expanded territories. She was very much for education and the arts because in the Russian court, it was very archaic, which I'm sure mm. we understand. Like, no one likes Russian literature. No, dude, no. it sucks. Um, but she tried to have progressive policies. Like, I mean, most of them were struck down, but she tried to draft this document, which actually um, put forth more progressive policies, like abolishing serfdom, which is very popular in Russia. Um, she was like, let's not do that anymore. And she was trying to get these European influences to come into the court and kind of showcase how things could be much better than relying on these age old, like this is just how mm. things are in Russia, <clears throat> which is very difficult, especially since she was, she was a woman. Um, but one of the coolest things I think she did, and I think it's very, um, timely with covid is she no no no, it's okay dude, it's okay she was actually one of the first people to be like pro vaccine so oh, really she was and it was um not, i wouldn't say epidemic level but they were suffering from smallpox very mm -hmm. badly and actually peter had gotten smallpox and dude, his of course face was he left. did of course he does because peter sucks dude peter would get smallpox uh when he was very young, so <laughs> his face was ruined. He was left with very little hair. So oh, not that God. not that Catherine oh. was like a killer in the looks herself, but she had a lot more like hair. <laughs> I was gonna say intelligence and like oh. spunk. So uh, spunky. Peter, even though yeah, Peter, kinda, Peter wasn't. Dude, he was. Sucks, dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter's dude not... oh, light blinding, but so smallpox and <laughs> <Yeah>. she <laughs> with no one else's knowledge um she had one kid not by peter oh once again oh by <laughs> not, not, not peter's kid <laughs> dude peter sucks all around he <laughs> can't even get a kid dude <laughs> oh man dude. and then he was murdered by her lover's brother <laughs> dang dog he can't get a break <laughs> dude i find peter more interesting than catherine <laughs> it's like uh dude you would love this show because they literally portray him as like a douchebag well i'm sure he was um, probably like, anyway like a player um which actually is incorrect because like he looked decent in the show but knowing that he was like hairless i would and... think he's like a dweeb kind of like <laughs> like like just like a dweeb like in Dude. real life like oh catherine i don't like, know like and, and catherine's probably like can you shut up and he's like i don't know when i had smallpox as a kid and she's like yes dude i know like you're stop. ugly you're ugly, you're ugly dude. get out um i'm hollering are we mean but... probably a little sorry it's okay. Peter. you would love the show you would love if you're uh. getting a kick out of this you love the show and so <clears throat> She decided for her and her son, she would get an inoculation of uh -huh. smallpox. Uh -huh. And she brought in this dude called Thomas Dimsdale. Horrendous name, too. Okay, all I can think of is... What can you think of? Fairly Odd Parents with that last I'm name. I'm screaming. Doug, Doug, what's his name? Doug Dimmodome of the Dugsdale Dimmodome. You don't know? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Somebody it's, out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's talking at some deep recess in my brain. It's okay, anyway, not, continue. It's not fully Dimsdale. coming out. Dimsdale. Okay. Um, and so she had gotten the smallpox but a very of course you know vaccines are mm. and it's weak so she had gotten it and she got over it her and her son and she's like okay all of y'all in the court i did this this works i did it first so all y'all can't be scared and all the court ended up getting vaccines and they became widely accepted although they were very um especially regarded by the church they were like oh that's not 
it's like demonic and oh, so she yeah. was like able to say like no me and my son did it we're all fine and now we're not gonna get the smallpox and people tons of people were saved because they got this vaccine so there you go one of the little things that Catherine the great was able to accomplish and again i hate russian stuff monarchy that sounds so bad but <laughs> just like, like i hate it's russia so boring so it is boring. but um I love the show and actually reading up on Catherine again her whole life. Hmm. She was just doing things and being with people. <laughs> that's how you that's how you um, sum that so up. Many dudes. And vaccine. So and and the vaccine. Yes. Again, the vaccine was just one of the things that was shown in the show and I was like there's no way that's real and it was. It was pretty cool. Um and a lot of her other efforts were overthrown because Russia wanted to stay in their past. Um but she did her thing. She did a bunch of good things including the vaccine thing. Um, and it's still good to recognize, like, she really tried to put forward some mm-hmm. progressive policies and, hey. There you Catherine go. Catherine the Great. Catherine. And oh, Peter. And, and I love how Peter became, like, the main character while I was trying to explain, like, Catherine's <laughs> Sorry, he life. just kind of, like, intrigued me. You were like, okay. you just mentioned in passing a uh, smallpox, and I was like, oh, let's tap into that a little bit. What's, you really what's did, going on dude. with that? He was, uh, he just, damn. But people think that, which is even more sad, I'm going to drag Peter a little more, that, Either they never consummated the marriage or, like, he couldn't. I can see that. He couldn't. He was, like, he couldn't make a child. What was the official In- biological? Infertile? Infertile, whatever. I don't, I don't know if that. What do you mean? Infertile. Like, he like could, yeah, yeah, he couldn't. Oh. I thought um, you meant, like, something. Like, he, could, like, no, like no, he couldn't no, get no. it up or something. No, no, no. <laughs> and I was like, can't, can't. No. I'll be not be lewd. Cannot perform. Okay. After you already I'm said, sorry. I realized <laughs> I meant like they think that he just couldn't produce. Oh, okay. That he could perform but couldn't produce because it obviously it wasn't her because she had a kid <laughs> by somebody else. <laughs> so it had to be him. <laughs> Dang. Oh uh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sorry, it's like tickling me. <laughs> it really just took a drink of water. <laughs> Hoping she doesn't mm. spit it out everywhere. Okay, no, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't Ooh. sure. Ooh, poor Peter, dude. Dang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, poor guy. I feel bad. I'm so upset. You turned this whole thing around <laughs> on Peter. Mean, I didn't mean to. It like, sucks. I, well, do you disagree? I mean, he, he was a sucky ruler, but as a human, dude, I don't he know. He just seemed to have like the worst luck. It's okay. <laughs> He couldn't even like die peacefully. Like it was a bloodless coup, and then they killed him for no reason. Well, the brother of her lover. Yes, but I mean, come on. Like they didn't need to. He signed the little paper or whatever. Yeah, and he was kind of useless. And then they he killed was, him anyway. He was like the worst ruler ever. Nah, dude. Very unpopular. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Stop like, giving me facts flipping, about him, dude. It's fl- <laughs> <laughs> like making me. You're flipping between pity and like dragging him. I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Dude. Okay, so Catherine, Catherine, So actually, Catherine. no. Apparently, apparently Peter it's Peter. <laughs> you didn't and his know. Wife. Peter and his wife. Really, it's Catherine and her husband, but that's okay. Correct. No, well, it's, it's okay. Fine. Peter became the main okay. character a little bit. A well, little bit there. I didn't think I was going to crack up that bad. To uh... <laughs> dude, I don't, it just, it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, yeah, he doesn't matter. You're right. Um, I didn't say he didn't matter. Okay, whatever. You're acting like he didn't. Oh well. Okay, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit because there's no way to transition into this seamlessly, so it's just gonna happen. Um, okay, my last person was Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes was a black poet in the Harlem Renaissance. He was like a huge leader in the Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. in the 1920s and 30s. Um, Langston Hughes, I chose him not because I he's like my all-time favorite 
poet or anything but he was like one of the first poets i remember ever reading when i was getting into poetry when i was in like i remember first starting to read poetry when i was in like when i was like remember like 9 10 11 i started with poe my angelo and langston hughes langston hughes was a was a um one of the first poets i remember like reading constantly (laughs) and um and so i that was actually the first book of like selected poems i got by any poet was langston hughes selected poems yeah and i still have the book um but yeah so he's cool so he was a very influential big leader of the harlem renaissance um and he actually started at columbia university in new york he was born in i think the midwest like missouri or something but he went to columbia for college he actually didn't finish he dropped out after like a few semesters and then i (laughs) yeah i get that in the 1920s but he stayed in new york because he really liked what was happening with um harlem and um and and black rights and just Mm. kind of like I don't know, like the jazz age. He also really enjoyed, Dude. which you can see in his poetry. But um, oh, you'll like this. Hughes was among the first um, poets to use jazz rhythms and dialect to oh depict. Oh my gosh, I want this. Yeah. The thing is, I know this one because yeah. actually we covered his work mm-hmm. in my music mm-hmm. class, and I love Harlem yes. and the music that came from that period. Well, he was one of the unique. first poets to. Yeah. to he he used jazz rhythms in his poetry which i guess today we would call not spoken word because you can have spoken word without without like, like rhythm, and, rhythm and stuff but i don't know just like to have that musicality yeah between it yeah yeah <laughs> so um and he used mostly because uh, he also did poems that didn't have like jazz rhythms and stuff like mm-hmm. that he but he, he did both but uh and specifically though um he was the first to use jazz rhythms and dialect to depict the life of urban black people um in new york city specifically but like uh, like i said again he stayed in new york because he really enjoyed the harlem renaissance and where yeah. that was going and he wanted to be a part of that but he was a poet a speaker he was also a playwright he, ha- he actually wrote a few lyrics for a um i think multiple productions that were on broadway in the mm-hmm. 1930s and 40s so he wrote a lot of lyrics for them um he was also a war correspondent which i did not know he was a war correspondent during the spanish civil war in 1937 um he was really cool and so some of like I actually memorized one of his poems for something at school when I was in like middle school. He had a lot of long poems, but one of his shorter ones I memorized for like a, I don't know what it was, just some school event or something. And I don't remember what it was, but, um, (laughs) but some of his works include, and these were my favorite was let America be America again, which is a really long poem, multiple stanzas. But that used to be, I used to, when I was, when I was like, almost said little, when I was in like middle school, I used to like take poet poems or whatever like off the internet and i would like copy and paste them into like a mm. word document i'd print them out and put That's them on right. my wall so let america be america again is very very long but i read it because it was on my wall mm. at home and i read it so many times that i had like the first few stanzas memorized just because i'd read it that much i wasn't mm. trying to memorize it i just it just whatever and so um and then i too was another one of my favorite um poems and then a dream deferred that's a really famous one it's super short but that's another one and then um the negro speaks of rivers i think that was his actual that was his first publication was the negro speaks of rivers and i think he wrote that when he was in he lived in mexico for a brief time with his father and i think he was in his 20s when he wrote the negro speaks of rivers but um but yeah so i don't know just really cool just one of those guys that you're like you know the harlem renaissance wouldn't have been the harlem renaissance without without this influential Mm -hmm poet and he was also a musician and like he kind of brought music and poetry together mm. as well as 
still like maintaining the integrity of like the black experience mm. in New York City. Um, and I really think his his perspective was super interesting too because like it, you have to go like read his work or whatever. But like considering he wasn't from New York, it's not like he grew up in an urban area. He was mm. from the Midwest, like Missouri, and then he went to college in New York. And I think that was the first time he was in new york and so was when he went to columbia and then dropped out it's fine but um <laughs> but yeah so it was just like he seemed like pretty cool um and like i said i just really appreciate his work because like he was one of the first poets i've i'd ever mm. read besides poe and angela i you know i didn't realize you know he does make an impact and like you look back and you're like oh yeah he was one of like the first poets that i ever read so yeah pretty cool pretty cool guy um he died in the 19 19- I want to say like 70s or something maybe 1960s no, i don't remember but um but yeah he seemed like a pretty chill prob- unproblematic person he was never married never had any kids people question his sexuality but i mean people Who do knows? that with with anyone with anyone like you know well i don't know if they question barb's sexuality but they thought she was a hoax she wasn't married exactly so they people think he's to be trifling and yeah. put, put so they think he's stuff. gay because he wasn't married but his sexuality never yeah i mean some people you like can, really just you never can you never know mm-hmm. so but anyway so yeah he dude it, i appreciate that he's no, uh, pretty cool some, yeah some music some literature yeah all so coming together some jazz some jazz dude i love it yeah that was my favorite music class or they couldn't even cover a whole semester so it was like part of a semester but oh because that's when rona hit uh yeah, yeah actually it was a yeah. semester where we were covering harlem and like i mean rag which is where yeah, yeah. stuff came out of and um I really enjoyed that time. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember hearing about him. So that's like so funny to me that I actually yeah. know one of the people that you mentioned. So Langston Hughes. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Three people each. Very, very, the variety. The variety Dude. jumped out. And uh, I think the number one thing I've taken out of this is Peter. So Peter really kind of topped them all, to be honest. Which is. He, he came out saddening on. because I hope he's proud. I hope wherever he's at right now and heaven like, or below. I hope he knows in, uh, that. episode. If he made no impact on anybody else, he made an impact on this podcast. Look at that, dude. He made me laugh. He made you laugh. That's <laughs> that's okay in my book. I don't know if it's okay in his, but... Pretty ironic, um, though, because I do Russian lit, Russian music. Give me a break. I no, it's it. horrible. horrible. That's what I'm saying. Horrible. It's so horrible. And when I... Again, I really... If there's one show, I know you've given up on me after the tutors, but I feel like if you like this Viking whatever very tongue-in-cheek norseman if you like norseman there's no way you can't like the i Drake. probably will like that. i, I stupid, added it to my list but, before i even said anything about it because it looked funny but, but like i think you'd really enjoy it i'll have to try it <sighs> well anyway that's all we got on with our crazy life yeah but i hope you enjoy it actually this. next week is thanksgiving week. Oh, oh yes yes and so i think we're gonna be releasing what we did last year's so we released it on wednesday if we can even get it done or we might not see anything but we hope that tomorrow we will get a jump on the gun and record like a fun little extra extra for your thanksgiving no week. actual topic it's uh, yeah literally something to listen on your way home when you're driving, driving yeah thanksgiving <laughs> to be like lol these stupid people yes exactly that yeah well i think that's every episode for us but that's okay oh. anyway um so yeah that was fun that was fun we should do that again sometime it, that we pulled off i think pretty decently because it wasn't it's, bad it's something we have to prepare beforehand and most of those episodes fall yeah. apart so fast yeah but, but we prepared this like five ten minutes before and i think that works out for us yeah it's fresh in your mind there you go who prepares ahead of time then i have to like review my information but if i do it five minutes before dude i don't she, know what she I'm literally was on google like ah, la, 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 trying to you were too out. so you don't know about me i dude. was you were you in botanica <laughs> <laughs> looking up barb peter dude peter oh peter yeah, yeah. okay well anyway 
follow us on social media or, mm-hmm. or don't we we'll did see. we posted what we said we did we did that we posted what we said we were gonna post. you're like we did we did so, small businesses i don't know what Jax, we'll post for this we episode. did post what we said we we're gonna put Jax is always like i'm still waiting on whatever the one post but you know what we Maybe did we it can post it on my table for the fridge that oh, I, well, I have to stop yeah, okay. mentioning ideas because we you will do not this. do it yeah i do it every episode i'm like this is a great idea okay we'll scratch that the we might post something we might not how about that okay and then you'll see us in six days yep. after this is released mm-hmm. if not happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving out there as we're living our most chaotic lives trying to move out wobble till you gobble or what people say wobble gobble till you wobble you know how turkeys gobble no wobble wobble till you gobble wobble baby wobble baby wobble baby. The wobble <laughs> song, is whatever. Really, okay. Yes, yes, it is. It is because I know how to do it, and I did it really well in Albania. Candace, shout out. Okay, everyone, it's, I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone.